You're listening to the Texas Standard. I'm David Brown. As you may have heard by now, the Trump administration is ordering hundreds of active military troops to the border in an apparent show of force against migrant caravans heading through Mexico from Central America. It's possible the president could attempt to invoke emergency powers to turn away the entire group of would-be asylum seekers and effectively shut down the border. With such promises taken together with waves of deportations, ice crackdowns, and family separations at the border, remind some historians of a period when all the above, and worse, became the norm in the United States. Emilio Zamora is a professor in the history department at the University of Texas at Austin. He's the author of several books. His focus has been on the history of Mexicans in the United States. Professor Zamora, welcome to the Texas Standard. Thank you very much. You have said that, of course, incidents in history uh, bear strong echoes today. Uh, what does what does the current situation today, with with talk of caravans and deportations and shutting down the border, that sort of thing, what does it remind you of? Well, it reminds me of massive deportations that occurred in the 30s and the 1950s. Uh, the federal government took the lead in that effort. Anywhere from 500,000 to seven, 800,000 people of Mexican origin, including U.S.-born Mexicans, the children, were deported. Why? What was the pro- why the early 1930s was? I mean, I think a lot of people didn't uh, didn't at the time didn't have any idea of just what sort of immigration enforcement policy the United States had, if there was a formal policy. There was, a, to some extent, there was a racial animus involved, but also the argument that government officials made is that resources are very limited during the economic crisis, and they should only be shared with U.S.-born people. So we're talking about the Great Depression, essentially, the start of the Great yes. Depression and the welfare programs that uh, that were launched in the early 30s. Uh, what about the Mexican government? What was their reaction when hundreds of thousands of Mexicans um, uh, or people of Mexican descent or, or heritage began streaming back across the border? Well, they were under a lot of criticism from the left and the right for not uh, speaking forcefully about the problems with Mexicans in this country. So um, they decided to set up a colonization program, which provided land and tools and uh, seeds and fertilizer to people in the northern uh, region of Mexico. They called it a colonization program. So they encouraged people to come back home. You know, this sort of reminds me of this sort of push-pull that there have been... uh... Uh, sort of waves in American history, certainly through the 20th century, in which the United States government uh, wants to bring in uh, more laborers, uh, inexpensive labor, and they often turn to Mexico. You think of the Braceros program, for example, which was started in the in the wartime era, in the 1940s. Uh, and then you see uh, later, in the 1950s, another wave of mass deportations. Well, that, that shows a pattern of U.S. Uh, immigration policy. They the the government um, encourages people to come uh, when they're needed, and they in- discourage them from coming or deport them uh, during political, okay, economic crisis or a, a political crisis like the one we're facing today. I think a lot of listeners have not heard of the 1930 mass deportations, uh, and, and or 1930s mass deportations, and I'm I'm wondering if you think about the, what happened then, and you think about the, the, the patterns as you know them to be as an historian, and you overlay that over what's happening today, what do you see? Well, I, there's a saying that history rhymes in the present. Um, the decision by the federal government to 
to draw people in when they're needed and to expel them uh, when they're not needed is part of the, also of the political culture. That is, uh, newspapers, uh, journalists, as well as uh, politicians of all sorts, and local government uh, administrators contributed to this uh, this uh, a- environment in which Mexicans are seen as expendable objects in the labor market. Um, so it's not just the federal government in the U.S. and in Mexico that are complicit in this. I think uh, a lot of us uh, now, as well as in the 1930s, are complicit by, uh, with our silence, for example. Emilio Zamora is a professor in the History Department at the University of Texas at Austin. He is the author of several books, and his focus has been on the history of Mexicans in the United States. Professor Zamora, thanks so much for taking a few minutes out to talk with us. Thank you very much. And you are listening to the Texas Standard.